<coughs> Hello. You're listening to Clemente's Corner. Thank you for listening. If you are listening right now, I want you to know that you're a good person. You can do it. Whatever it is, I don't know. You're you're a, f- a friend indeed. Subscribe to my Patreon. Just kidding, I don't have one. But I will eventually, I think. I don't know what I would offer. But hey, thanks for listening. I appreciate the support. You're awesome. You're cool. You have no reason to be listening to me, but you are. And that means the world to me. So thank you very much. I mean, it does mean a lot, but also if you weren't listening, I'd still be doing this. So it matters, but it doesn't. Anyway, I had on Tyler Valentine, also known as T-Val. He is a local comedian. He's a chef. What else does he do? He climbs rocks, walls, rock walls, rock wall rocks. I think rock wall is the right thing to say. He goes to this this place where they have rock climbing, but it's vertical. So it's not real rocks, but you know, he probably climbs real rocks too. We just didn't, it's, it's based on rocks. I believe the wall, the wall imitates rocks. You guys get it. Um, anywho. Yeah. He's an artist, musician, comedian. He can do it all. I've had him on a couple times and we had a great time together. Had some drinks in us. Just had fun, kicked back, didn't take anything too serious. And that's uh, a good episode, I think. I've been doing a lot of more serious episodes recently. I guess not really serious, but I've been having an artist on. And, you know, it's good to have just a kickback with a good friend uh, who's also a comedian. And just just shoot the shit, for lack of a better word. Excuse my language. Um, I do curse. So, Jesus, forgive me. Anyway, guys, I uh, hope you enjoy it. A lot's been going on. I didn't post it. I waited to post this one because it's Super Bowl Sunday. So I didn't post it the weekend, and then I got really busy. It's Wednesday night. I'm finally posting it. So please enjoy it. Uh, you're cool. You're awesome. I don't I don't really want to talk about current events. Uh, coronavirus is still out there. So, you know, wash your hands, I guess. Um, get vaccinated, as they say. I I think, this is my conspiracy theory brain, that the government created coronavirus. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. If I get executed, you know why. It's because I'm exposing the truth. Out here, revealing secrets. Government documents. I'm the next Alex Jones. Anywho, thank you for listening. Uh, Me and T-Val had a great time. He's been on several times, but uh, this one in particular was great. I've joked about getting canceled before. We probably said some pretty... Edgy things, not on purpose, just it happens. It happens sometimes. And also, after the podcast, we got to go do uh, open mic at Leftwoods. It was not really a mic, kind of a show, impromptu show, I guess. And uh, it was good. Got to work out some new material. And speaking of comedy, Saturday the 15th, we will be at Cactus Bar. Very exciting. Like Yellow City Comedy on Facebook and see that thing. Uh, We'll be at House Bar next Tuesday. That's an open mic. I'll be hosting that one. And then uh, 8.06 Wednesday, next Wednesday, 8.06. So we are out here, guys. Go find me. I'll give you some gold. Not real gold. It'll be like gold. It'll be like chocolate wrapped in gold. But it's still a good gift, okay? I'm just kidding. I don't actually have that. I don't carry around candy. That'd be weird if I just carried around pieces of chocolate for people. Or would it be really nice? I don't know. Would you? Would you be more likely... 
to be friends with me or less because you're like this guy has a pocket full of chocolate it's probably melted the hell's his problem <laughs> just wanted to see how long I could stay silent anyway please enjoy this episode I'm going to stop rambling this intro is brought to you by the very talented Black Sheep this song is called Lambo Truck. This is just a taste of his next project. I've had him on several times. Good friend of mine. He's killing the hip-hop game. He got to perform in Dallas recently. Shout out to Black Sheep and everybody that loves him. This is called Lambo Truck. I said they oughta see me, oughta see me, oughta see me flow I'm an artist on an odyssey, I'm honestly too cold Like an otter in the Arctic Sea, I probably need a bow I'ma probably get a lot of heat, I'm hotter than a cold Feed these words and eat them slow, yeah that seems to be the pace okay. Ripple on the flow, I'ma turn it to a wave okay. Temperature I know, spitting furnace out my face At the colonel eating burgers when I coulda had a steak Give a fuck what's on the Plate. Mama said you gotta eat That don't make no fucking sense They only care about a beat But it's heaters that I speak Like the heat under your seat When you brought a brand new G And you about to burn your cheeks Now I'm heated, start to push Wait, hold up, let's push to start They be listening to your words And now they creeping down the block Let's get it on. Wait, I got to do a sound check first. Go ahead and talk. Oh, it's Tyler Valentine. Check, 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 check. Beautiful. We'll go ahead and get started. You're listening to episode 113-ish. I think it's 113. It's January 26th. I'm here with T-Val, Tyler Valentine. He is the man. He's a comedian. He's a musician. He's a hell of a chef, a sous chef, I believe, and... What else you got going on, man? You climb walls? Uh. Oh, yeah, dude. I am super into uh, climbing. Like, it's a, it's, it's a real thing. Like, it's a cool thing. Like, it, it pushes you as a person to, like, you think you can't do something, and then physically you overcome it. So that's super fun to me. Yeah, I mean, that's how you learn anything. That's, that's beautiful. Um, you still go to that? Is it called Arch? Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen it, but it sounds like a good time. Yeah, it's a really fun time. I like to boulder a lot, mm-hmm. which is like no like strings attached. It's like a five, maybe a five foot climbing wall, and you have to like actually climb over it. Oh, it's only five feet. Yeah, that's good. I was gonna and say they have it a sounds mat like you're gonna die. It and it's like yeah, it's okay. really fun. Nice. Do you um? I forgot what I was gonna say. You climb it. You climb it without any straps. Oh, uh, free climbing. I've only free climbed maybe twice. Mm. Uh, I free climbed on a thirty foot wall, and I free climbed on a forty five foot wall. Have and you noticed um, like an increase in like upper body strength or even like grip strength from wall climbing? Um, actually, it's more uh, uh it's more my legs. Really interesting. Yeah, because it's fun because you have your uh, your wall climbing shoes. They're kind of like booties a little bit, like little booties on your feet, but they're like super grippy. Mm-hmm. 
And so, like, it actually makes you, like, move your body to a different direction, which you didn't think that was possible. Mm-hmm. Like, putting your arms in a different situation, putting your legs in a different situation, and putting your mind in a situation that normally most people would never be in. Mm-hmm. So, like, you may be 20 feet above anything, like, if you free climb something. But free climbing is also one of those things, like, everybody looks at Alex Honnold and, um, like, him climbing El Capitan and all that stuff. But what really is the thing about climbing is learning your body. Like, Mm -hmm. you learn your body more than anything. That makes sense. Like, you learn what your body can do at those points. Because you think, like, you know, I'm a shorter dude. You know, I'm about 5'8". And I have pretty strong hands just doing what I do on a day-in, day-out basis. Like, you know, I'm a very hands-on person. Yeah. Um, But when you climb, you really feel like, you really feel what your human potential is yeah that makes sense and then when you feel that then you kind of want to punch that in the dick and go above that Mm -hmm. like what else can i do i dig that yeah yeah like you know that you can hold pull yourself up now like if you are in a situation yeah like a car crash i can literally i could probably at this point pull myself up on my right hand Mm -hmm. i could pull my whole body weight up on my right hand if i had to that's awesome See, I've been um, I've been trying to work on grip strength, like doing like uh, farmers carries. I don't know if you're familiar with those, mm-hmm. where you just like pick up a shit ton of weight and just carry it a certain amount. Yeah. And then, um, but I feel like rock climbing probably goes hand in hand with that. Because you, um, you know uh, who you need to follow is the guy who played the mountain on Game um, of Thrones. Game of Thrones, Hathor. I think I saw a video on how that guy eats like ten thousand calories a day. 10,000 calories a day. How fucking crazy is that? Yeah, like imagine that dude's grocery bill. That's like insane. imagine eating 10,000 calories a day. Yeah, I mean, he could probably eat like a, a whole family. Because like you're a bigger <laughs> dude than I am, so you're probably putting down like, eh, what, 2,500? I, I could say um, I could easily put away 3,000, but I'm probably like around, I keep around 2,000. Usually, I don't know. See, the, see, I sit around like 14 to like 16. I can't, I don't really count my calories. I just know, like, the more I work out, the hungrier I get. And to the point now to where it's like, I don't get full very often. Like, I have to put a lot of food in me. Yeah, you got to put some food in there. Yeah, definitely. But it also doesn't hit you until later. Yeah, it takes a while. I've noticed that too. Just eating slower helps a lot as opposed to well, stuffing your face. Well, in int- increments. Mm hmm. Like, uh, integral eating, like, say, so Hathor eats 10,000 calories a day. Well, he has six meals a day. Mm -hmm. And each one of those is probably about 1,200 to 1,500 calories each meal. I I can't sustain that. Like, I would just get so fat if I ate that. But this guy is also, like, 6'7". Yeah. And he's deadlifting like 
700 pounds and shit. Yeah, how many calories is he expending? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, he's using those calories. He's like probably throwing me, cars. Like, <laughs> me as a cook, as a chef, like, just on his feet constantly all day. Man, I may... If I absolutely at the base need, what I need is probably about 1,250 calories mm-hmm. a day. That's not bad. When I was doing... Uh, when I was trying to do one meal a day, I expected my body to like be starving, and I expected to eat like I have to eat like two thousand to three thousand calories in this one meal. But then by the time I got to like twelve hundred, my body was good. It's just really hard to maintain that that one and meal see, a day. And see, in a lot of those uh, athletes, and a lot of those like, and I was watching like the Henry Cavill, like how he, um prepared for the role of Geralt of Revia, like in the Witcher series. Mm-hmm. He actually trained harder for that than he did for Superman. And his thing in a lot of these athletes and a lot of these actors that have to do that kind of stuff always say that eating is the hardest part. That makes sense. Because like you have to force yourself to eat yeah. six times a day. Mm-hmm. And you're not you're consuming thousands of calories yeah especially if you're on like a strict diet of like chicken and like broccoli or whatever i know people do that with pretty basic you know i i try to sit on a normal base for most point like i'll still eat like fucked up foods like i mean let's get real here golden light burgers are the shit they're amazing uh but like i try to limit myself like Light proteins like turkey mm-hmm. and chicken. Turkey is the like bomb. That. I've been big Dude, on turkey. Turkey lately. is the kitty's titties, man. And it's fairly cheap for a meat. I but dig, it's, I one dig of those, it's one of those things like you notice it though. If you're working out or if you're mm-hmm. doing anything physically that day, you notice that like if you do like heavy beef protein, like if you eat a steak in the morning, that's going to slow you down. Yeah, I can't imagine eating a steak in the morning. I mean, I have, but but like a good, <laughs> but like a good turkey protein in the morning, mm-hmm. just give lid that's light. You're fine. Definitely. Do you? Uh, are you trying to do any sort of? Um... Coinage, life oh, well shit. spent. Presented by Geico. <laughs> are you? Got to close out that. I was playing a video on. I was looking at the mountain man. Word. Um, I didn't mean to play a video, though. Anyway, are you following any sort of uh, calorie plan right now? Or just, get, um, just going My it? calorie plan a day, with as much as I do, with as much as I work, I'm probably sitting on, like, I don't know, 18,000 to 2,500. Like, probably calories a day. Like, that I need oh, to okay. function. Oh, you mean, okay, you mean 1,800. 1800 yeah 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 <laughs> 1800 calories uh, to 2500 calories like probably a day is what i really need because like i wake up in the morning and i do like a 30 minute workout in the morning mm-hmm. and it's just it's really to help me it's not even physically honestly at this point it's more mental Mm-hmm. It's just like I need that in the morning. I need to make my body move in the morning. Yeah. Because if I don't, I feel like I can't do anything else throughout the rest of you the day. You mentioned that earlier, the the psychological benefits to mountain climbing, to getting exercise. Yeah. And I think that's overlooked by a lot of people where they're just like, no, I just want to do it to lose weight. 
but it's like you feel better. It's almost more important in a lot of ways than your physical health is your mental health and like no that but it's also like mentally pushing yourself mm-hmm. to where nobody else is there yeah like you nobody else is there it's just you it's you and your body mm-hmm. like what can you do it's like the first time you run a mile yeah you're like holy shit that mile was the hardest thing ever and then a week later you run a mile and a half and you're like whoa i can go further and then you end up running three miles and then it's like, where does it end? It doesn't. Like, there's people who run hundreds of miles in fucking competitions. So it's just, yeah, it's a, it's all a mental block. It's it's really a thing. And what I've noticed lately, because, uh, you know, I turned 30 this last year. And uh, I don't know. I, I feel like 30 is a benchmark of where, you, where you're fully realizing not only your mental health, but your physical health. Mm-hmm. And... Just turning 30 this last year was one of those things where I was like, dude, I need to take care of myself, not just physically, but mentally. Mm-hmm. And so there's days where, like, you know what? I'm taking acid. Yeah. Not a whole hit, like a half hit, like a microdose. Mm-hmm. And just let my mind do what the fuck it's going to do. And just, it's almost like a steam buildup out. It's like they just let it go. Like your brain just lets it go for a second. And then I feel like when I work out, then my body centers itself a little bit. Hmm. And so with everything that's in my mind and body, everything just like my brain shuts off and it's just like, let's just get some shit done, Mm -hmm. which is cool because I think a lot of people don't understand. It's like working out, or uh, climbing or anything like that is that you have this feeling, this euphoric feeling of like, I could give a fuck less about the world. It's me and these weights. That's all I give yeah, a shit about. Yeah, absolutely. And it's super fun mm-hmm. because like you get to forget the world for a second. Yeah, and you feel better. And then you start seeing progress. And you look better. And it's just, it's, it's overall improvement. And, like, right now, I've been working out a lot lately, and I feel great. Like, at 30, like, I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know there's there's progress to be made. Oh, which yeah, always. That actually strives me more during this workout process. It's like, dude, no, my traps could be a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, my waist could be a little bit slimmer. Yeah. Like That's what my, I'm focusing on right now is my gut. Yeah, it's uh, oh, got to drop the, that the gut. The gut is always hard. <laughs> yeah, it's the hardest thing. Absolutely. Every person I talk to at Crunch is like, "Oh, I'm trying to lose, trying to lose my midsection, trying to lose my tummy." It's like, like you're yeah, go over there to the fucking trap section. Every single person. No. <laughs> but when I was, it's like, um, like I do a lot of crunches and stuff, and. But I also know that is that actually yoga, mm-hmm. yoga helps with that a lot. Definitely. Because if you can do like, say, fifteen minutes in the morning, do fifteen minutes in the morning with some yoga stretches, and then work your core, it works so much better for you than if you didn't. Yeah, and your core works with everything. Like if you don't have like a strong core, your then bal- your back's gonna fail. Yeah, your balance is off. Yeah, your you lower can't, back you sucks. You can't squat. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't squat for shit. 
Yeah, definitely. I think not enough people focus on that, especially guys that just focus on, like, lifting heavy and throwing a bunch of shit around and screaming. Like, I mean, I get that. <laughs> I get that to a point because I like to watch these, like, competitive, like, Olympian lifters, mm-hmm. these big-ass dudes, like, half the world, like, the mountain from Game of Thrones and yeah. shit. I love watching these guys mm-hmm. because it's so crazy what they can just fucking lift up. It is absolutely crazy. But it inspires me. I'm like, I can't lift that, but I want to lift something. But if you put your mind to it, you could. Yeah. You yeah. have the potential. I mean, I'm only, like, I'm 5'7 and 140 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm not a big dude. Uh, but that shit, like, it inspires me. Like, like anytime I climb, I'm like, when I climb, it's one of those things, like, my brain shuts off. You ever have that? I think I think what you're talking about, yeah. Like, when your brain just shuts off. You're not thinking about anything. Like, your conscious brain shuts off. And it's just straight reptilian, like, get it done brain. Mm-hmm. That right there, I love shutting that emotion off. And I know it sounds crappy, but I love being in that area where I get to shut emotion mm-hmm. off. Because emotion runs my life a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So... Mentally, I think that shutting that emotional part off yeah. and let my reptilian brain just like crazy, like just let's just fucking climb mm-hmm. kind of shit. I think that benefits my body better. I feel that. I think my best like workouts are when I don't have my phone on me. No, I no. Don't have to See, keep your phone away from you. Don't Anytime check I ever work shit. out, my phone's never near me. Yeah, and then it's that, that one hour to an hour and a half of just... No, it's completely you. shutting off it's the world. It's you and the weight. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Because, so. like, I think a lot of people don't understand when you go to work out and you're taking all these. Oh, I'm taking my Selfies. Instagram photos <laughs> and shit about I'm lifting weights. I'm like, just shut the fuck up. Put your phone down. Put it in your locker and lift mm-hmm. weights. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, shut up so I can go to your machine because you're sitting there taking selfies and I really need to get to your machine so I can do traps. That is annoying. Where do you uh, lift at? Uh, lifting, I do a lot at my house. That's cool. Mainly because it's just like, I'm not a huge fan of people. Yeah. Granted, me being a chef and a stand-up <laughs> comedian. Me being a chef, I like that. Uh, being a stand-up comedian, also, like people think I'm really cool with people, and I'm yeah. not. And I think a lot of us, like me, you, and Skyler can probably digress on this. And probably Casper. Uh, it's like, it's not so much that we like people. We just like to talk to people. Mm-hmm. It's not so much that, like, uh, after we get off stage, mm, we just kind of want to hang out with each other. Yeah, I mean, everybody's different. I think it's... There's... I'm different that way. It's just like, when I get off stage, I'm already exhausted because I'm a high... Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, you've seen me on stage. Like, I'm very, like, Kennison-esque, like, yeah. type of comedian. Like, I'm very high. And then when I get off mm-hmm. stage, I'm, I kind of just want to chill. Yeah, no, I feel that. Like, I just want to sit down and chill for a second. Definitely. Because I put so much energy in that performance. Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm doing, like, the burlesque shows. Yeah, when I'm was- having to host. 
because I have to be so animated. For hosting it. is so much work. Oh, you don't even you don't even realize how like hard hosting is until, yeah, you, until do you do it. Until you do it. Yeah, and then you're just like, damn, I feel responsible for like literally everyone. Like if someone's having a bad set, I feel like it's partially my fault because I'm the host, and I'm just like, do I need to get him off stage? I got to keep my energy up. I got to say something funny when he gets off. I got to make a reference to this. I got to get the crowd back. And it's just like you're, you feel like you're a manager, basically. Like, yeah, no, that's <laughs> how I felt. Like the, the, it's your the, job to make the show go good. That last show that we had, mm-hmm. it's like I basically felt like a manager. I was yeah. like, like, I need all your, you know, whatever you want me to tell you before you go on stage. And then to keep that high energy constantly through the entirety of the show and then have to do my set. Mm-hmm. Keep high energy like I always am, and then keep doing the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's 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 it gets exhausting. No, it it definitely does, and it's like yeah, it's there's only so much energy I can get. You have to you have to run the flow. You have to make sure everything goes according to plan or the best. And it's just like I host so much that like when someone else hosts, I'm just like thank God I can just worry about my ten minutes. And just and relax. Like I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to worry about anything else. That's it. You worry about your great. ten minutes. You fucking slay your ten minutes and you're mm-hmm. out. Yep. And like I noticed that, and I know like me and Skylar talked about it. Like I actually, and I know it sounds shitty, but I like being host. Yeah, you're a great host. I like being a host. You got great energy up there. Yeah, I feel like my energy like brings people up there and keeps people engaged. Mm-hmm. Is what the biggest thing is. Like, if you're a host, you got to keep people engaged. Yeah. Definitely. And I feel like uh, a host, like, in your, if you're in a bigger scene, that's your first, like, position starting out. Like, you host, and then you feature, and then hopefully down the road you get to headline. So, it's like I'm trying to host as much as possible just so I can already have that that muscle going by the time I'm in a in a bigger place. And that way I can, you know, hit the ground running, hopefully, if that works. We'll see, but yeah, I do enjoy hosting. It's just, uh, it's just an extra level of stress. Well, knowing that, especially when you have like a set on top of that. Oh yeah. When you have to host, and then you're like, oh, you're expected to do a twenty minute set on top of hosting all night. Mm-hmm. That is one of those things where you have to be mentally tough. You're just like, all right, still got to be in a good mood. Let's give these people some chuckles. Yeah. Because you're pretty much, you got to be on stage like. Yeah, you're on stage all night. <laughs> Thirty to forty-five minutes, probably. Yeah. So and you, that, that's one of those things that a lot of people don't yeah. understand is that like being a host and having to perform at the same time, mm-hmm. not always fun. Yeah, you might have to pull out a joke you haven't said in two years, and you also you got to engage with the audience. You got to find the people that aren't into it and be like, Hey, what what are you doing? Like <laughs> it's your job to like Definitely. You gotta warm the crowd up. Yeah. So that so that everyone behind you does well. And so I, I think I'm so loud and animated it's it's not too hard for me to host. Mm-hmm. But it's just like it gets harder for me when I get to my set. Yeah. Like if I have somebody already doing like hyping up my set, fine. But when I have to hype up my own set mm-hmm. and then go on stage. Yeah. It's not always a fun time. No, definitely not. But I think um, what but I'm, 
With those times, though, I feel... Well, I'm sorry that I interrupted. Oh, you're good. Go ahead. Um, I think with those times, though, like that's the time that I dig down and I pull out that improv comic in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I'm like, if they throw something weird at me, mm-hmm. fuck it. I'm throwing something weird at them. A host too. has to improv, too. host has to do improv. host has to do crowd work. host has to be a great host and be a comedian. You got five jobs. <laughs> no, but I was listening to a podcast. I think it was... Daniel Sloss. Have you heard of that guy? He's got a couple of Netflix specials. I think he's from Ireland or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember, but uh, he's funny as hell. He was on a podcast and he was saying that uh, in Europe... I hope it was him and not like Jim Jeffries or something. I don't know. A European <laughs> comic said that uh, the host in Europe is usually the best comic. And then in America, it's usually like the newest, like weaker comic. So it's like the complete opposite. You know, like we kind of put the the newer younger guys up like okay you're gonna be the host and then in europe it's like no we need the guy the most experienced guy to come out here and host this shit so it's just like polar opposite well i i guess i get that ideology Mm -hmm. i get it to a point but i do think that like with young comics especially super young comics like early 20 comics yeah they need to go up there and host because they may not be the best host, but they need to get booed at. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I really hate that I'm saying this. As, you know, I've only been doing Sam Comedy for two years. But as a young comic coming up, like, in the early 20s, you need to get booed at. Mm-hmm. You need to get booed at. You need to have bad sets. Yeah, you need to have someone yell, because shut the fuck up in the middle of your punchline. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's something like that, to that effect. But you need to have that for the purpose of knowing that coming into this style of artistry, this craft, what we call it, uh, stand-up, you can't have a thin skin. No, not at all. I always get questions. You like, if you get, if you get, like, if somebody talks shit to mm-hmm. you in the middle or even after your show, fucking brush them off. Bro, it's yeah. comedy. Uh, obviously, they don't understand what stand-up comedy is. But stand-up if, comedy is breaking all the norms mm-hmm. and getting to make fun of everybody and nobody getting pissed off. But mm-hmm. apparently, lately, everybody's getting pissed off. Yeah, they are. But at the same time, going off your point, um, if someone is saying some shit during your set, you have to be able to address it. Oh, yeah. You have and to be able to nip it in the bud. It. Yeah. And uh, that's also a skill that you kind of, you have to, that's why I'm saying, you have to have some improv. What I like to call is, it's called a crowd check. Mm -hmm. It's like, you have, like, you remember, uh, I think it was last year, I had that really large, overweight woman that looked like uh, Roseanne, (laughs) that had... uh, what did I call her? Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Was this at Leftwoods? Yes. No, no, this wasn't at Leftwoods. This was the house bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire at house. We seem to get the most hecklers at house bar. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Because I think it's a smaller venue. I think that's what happens. Mm-hmm. But I like jumped on her ass because she was talking to everybody set. Mm-hmm. And it was killing me. And I was like sixth in the lineup. And I finally got up there. That's another thing with hosting is like if if you see 
all these comics going up and they're too timid are too new to like address the elephant in the room no pun intended no fuck that <laughs> yeah. roast him yeah you're like blow fire like to, a dragon i need to get on stage asap so i can nip this so, so I, I can fuck this shit up <laughs> i got up there and i wasn't even it wasn't even my set but i got up there and i looked across the crowd, I was like hey could somebody tell mrs Dowfire to shut the fuck <laughs> up for like five seconds and literally yeah. Couldn't hear shit. <laughs> Mrs. That's funny, because that's that's also like a trans joke here in here in 2019, exactly. you know? or 2020. Oh shit, it's 2020, everybody. It's 2020, bros. <laughs> but uh, I just think that like that ideology of like just being so fucking mad about stupid shit, mm-hmm. like just being mad about inadvertent shit that doesn't even affect you. Yeah. It's useless. Yeah, and the the thing about dealing with hecklers is, uh, most of the time the crowd is going to be on your side because they're also there to watch you, and they're also annoyed with this dumb bitch. So as long as you're like, yeah, you and say I'm it, sure. you come at it in the correct way, you you you're gonna win, unless you're just being a total yeah, dick. Yeah, just turn like, the crowd <laughs> towards them. Yeah, because they're also tired of her, you know. Yeah, like we're tired of fucking Karen back there <laughs> flapping her dick holsters. Like just talking shit, and like, uh, well, I can make some uh, really fun uh, Mrs. Doubtfire jokes about you, or you could just shut the fuck up, because <laughs> it could be a fun day for all of us. That is funny. I was gonna mention earlier how uh, comed or not comedians, people, just random people, when they find out you're a comedian, they love to ask, "Have you ever bombed? Like, have you ever had a bad set?" Yeah, and it's like, we've yeah, all it's had like, a bad set. <laughs> that's the point. Like, if you haven't had a bad set, you're not trying. Is really how it works. Or you're, oh, dude, you or you're a young Dave Chappelle. Do you remember the vegan joke? The first vegan joke that I dropped at the eight oh six. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad joke. <laughs> all right, so for everybody listening. This is the joke that I had dropped in the middle of the 806. By the way, if you don't know what the 806, they're an amazing coffee shop. Yeah, it's a really cool place. But they're very progressive. It's not always a, a comedy-friendly crowd. Yeah. So I had said the joke to, I think, to perfect. Uh, hey, ladies, if you're dating a vegan dude, how do you trust him to go down on you? And then automatically I heard the size like <sighs> and I was like alright well this just this joke's not gonna go well but I'm gonna finish it I was like if that dude's afraid of a $5 chalupa what do you think he's gonna do any work on that $5 box you got going on down there <laughs> like that is a good one and like you and Skylar in the back you Skylar and Colin were in the back losing your shit like fucking laughing your asses off the rest of the crowd like i murdered a puppy in front of him a five dollar box is a fucking genius analogy for a vagina (laughs) i'm just saying i thought it was good i was like if that dude is afraid of a chalupa do you think he's gonna do any work on that five dollar box you got going on down there like just chill it out Mm -hmm. but I told that joke, and I knew it was instantly going to bomb. Like, the whole crowd fucking hated it. But I saw five comedians, you, 
Skyler, Colin, and Chaz were in the back losing it. They're like, oh, he fucking said it. Yeah, no, he fucking said it. <laughs> that is that is also fun sometimes, especially at the 806 or like places where like you know they're not going to get the joke, but you're like, well, you know, the other comics are going to laugh, so fuck it. <laughs> I'm just going to let this one go. And that that does happen. Uh, 806 though, the good thing about that place is like they are they are there and they are paying attention. And they do. That's not they something do. that they happens. They really do. The crowd does venues. pay attention. Like, so like when you're bombing, you're bombing. Like you can't you can't blame it on. Well, they weren't really listening, or well no, they, they, they were, were distracted. There. They were listening. <laughs> no, they they, they, they were watching you the whole time. They just weren't into it. <laughs> <laughs> you sucked that day. <laughs> that's such a like a great venue. I feel like. I can't say it out of experience because I haven't been to like other cities, like like I have Amarillo. But I think the 806 is like a really special place that that Especially you don't get like anywhere else in the country. No, and I could be wrong. There could be other places like that, but I doubt. I doubt there's a lot. I doubt there's a lot of places like that. But I doubt there's a lot of places that with 806 lets us do and be as free as we are. Yeah, that's true. Like, because there's a lot of venues. Like, you can go to these, like, I don't know. We got kicked out of Whiskey River. We got kicked out of Whiskey River. For telling gay jokes. Mm, Those, that sounds about right, though. A, a bar filled with hardcore conservatives who spend their times calling everyone else a snowflake. Got offended at comedy. Got offended at gay jokes. <laughs> The same jokes we tell every week at the 806 Super Progressive PC Culture Coffee Shop. And they were fine with it. Maybe they weren't fine with it, but they weren't bitching about it. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't complaining about it. (laughs) But the problem is, is you take this to like a, a conservative, you know, older white clientele. Mm hmm. And you can fucking roast me as much as you want but older white clientele do not like anything that touches the status quo Mm -hmm. with them like they want everything to be in line like ah blacks over here and man like all this shit over here the problem is is that that clientele doesn't know what's funny Mm -hmm. they they've forgotten what funny is yeah um Colin had a really good bit, like after the El Paso shooting, and then um, one of the ladies, I was, I talked to them. It was like weeks after I saw them at another bar, and they're like, "We recognize you from Whiskey River," and then uh, she said, "We thought the El Paso joke was too soon," and I was like, "Yeah, I also thought a shooting inside of Walmart was too fucking soon." Like, <laughs> this is, this is Dude, comedy. That is- <laughs> <laughs> like you're offended at that? That is so. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was he was mimicking he was making fun of like he was talking about gun control and it was like he didn't say anything offensive you know like it's it's ridiculous like there's no such thing as too soon and and in, 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 in comedy this is what pisses me off with this like you know what i can say this because i was born in 1989 but what i get pissed off more about is that people getting offended about shit that doesn't directly affect them. Yeah. That shit is annoying. It's weird. Like the like super liberal uh 
the cultural appropriating people. Male feminists. Dude, like, this has nothing to do with you, but yet you're still fucking pissed off about it? Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm never going to have any respect for someone that like, apologizes on behalf of white and people. And if, <laughs> if anybody listens to this, know this. I am a straight white male. I'm an mm-hmm. atheist. I give no shits about anything. But know this. Like, if you get mad about somebody poking fun about somebody else, get over yourself. Yeah. Like, that, I agree. Shit, that I agree. shit's infinitely annoying to me. If you apologize for being white, if you apologize for the color of your skin, you're a giant pussy. That's, that's the oh, only way I could put it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm straight when I'm out. But I shouldn't have to be. And it's not that big of a deal. It's like, there's people in the world that deal with massive atrocities mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. So can I make fun of myself? Hell the fuck yeah, I can. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard my comedy, but I make fun of white people all the fucking time. Yeah, you can make fun of anyone. That's the beauty of it. Some people are going to care. Most people won't. Most people are just there to laugh. And they realize, oh, he's telling a joke. He's trying to be funny. That's funny to me. That's funny. Yes. That's what it is. We've it's always... Not, it's not to be uh, uh, politically correct or an... Like, uh, stoicism kind of like jab at anybody. It's just like, dude, we're just like looking at the world as a whole, yeah, and we're making fun of it. Comedy is just complete. And white people are so easy to make fun of. Everybody's easy to make fun of. Anybody can get it. But white people, like, (laughs) it's like me being white, like. It's so easy to make fun of white people. You know what's weird, though? At least what I've noticed. This might be different in other parts of the country. But when you make a a joke about uh, black people, white people are scared to laugh at it. Black people aren't. Black people people are laughing with you. You got to look at your nearest black person. Yeah, but every... (laughs) Exactly. Are you good? Every white person... No, that shit's funny. They have to look over their shoulder and be like, is he okay with it? Is D'Angelo laughing? Because then then I can laugh. No, you can just laugh because it's an innocent joke. It's, it's coming it's from funny. a place that's not filled with hate. So we can all laugh together if everybody about was how the stupid racism brainwave is. That like, listen, everybody's going to get made fun of. Absolutely. And that's what stand-up comedy is. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Like, I get up on the stage and I have a joke right now where I hate people that wear fucking pajama pants to... <laughs> uh, I have a, a joke where I hate people he... Uh, wear pajama pants to uh, Walmart. Yeah. Fuck those people. Those people stink to me. I concur. Already. Already. If I see you in Walmart in a pair of fucking pajamas, I assume you haven't washed your ass that morning. Yeah. And your three-year-old should be wearing pants. Your three-year-old shouldn't be walking around in a diaper. Okay. (laughs) Fix that shit. You got pants on. Put some pants on your baby, goddammit. Put some pants <laughs> on your fucking baby. Like, I am so tired of watching you troglodytes just fucking wasting your ways. Just wasting your ways from fucking Walmart in pajama pants that you've had for 15 years. Yeah, we get it. We, you like Scooby-Doo. That's cool. But your kid also likes food. <laughs> 
So maybe you should not use that welfare money so much on rice as you should do, like, I don't know, soap. Soap is good. Soap is good. Or a pair of pants. Or a pair of pants. <laughs> what's, what's a troglodyte? Is that like a, a Dungeons and Dragons character? Oh, God. Troglodyte. <laughs> troglodyte is basically, it's, it's like an English term, but it's basically like, like a goblin. They're nice. just like gross goblins. Gross goblin. I thought goblins are already. Gr- it's like a newer level. Like a, oh yeah, no, it's a newer level of gross goblin. Like it's like, a, it's a goblin that other goblins scoff like at. Troglodytes like get are it just, together, you troglodytes. Troglodytes are like low skidding animals mixed with goblins. It's like a, it's like a racial. So term. it's like the worst thing of all. It's time. a racial slur in the goblin community. <laughs> <laughs> these fucking troglodytes out of my neighborhood. <laughs> get these fucking troglodytes out of here. I don't trust the truck with that. Look at this bitch over here. She got a fucking couch in the front of her house. They're taking our women. <laughs> They're fucking wrangling our troglodytes. Blasting their music, sagging their pants, get these goddamn troglodytes. Over here with their tech non music. Just troglodytes. Classic. Oh, man. So you got some uh, new material you're writing? I'm writing a little bit of new material. That's yeah. fun. I feel like I've been writing too much asshole material. You know, I don't know what my Were obsession with dropping them hard in the sarcasm with, with or the what? with the butt. No, just uh, uh, literally like too much, too many butthole jokes. I've uh, like mm. the last last set I did, I was like, I have like four asshole jokes in here in a row. Like I really need to calm down and come up with you know maybe some dick jokes or something. But it's just all been the it's all been the poop hole lately, and I don't know what that says about me you know <laughs> you know what maybe crazy thing maybe jump on your material but do it through i don't know what you're actually going through mm-hmm. yeah take that like just weird shit that happens to you with whatever your lifestyle is at this point yeah and take that shit and liquefy it break it down and make it in a comedy liquefy it i like that yeah i do i mean throughout my day when i think of ideas i put them down so it's uh it's like a brief look into my life but it's never like detail like i can't i've never been able to like be like here's a situation that happened let me describe it in detail like it's usually like this happened punchline da 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 punchline you know it's real short spurts I think, like, when I give that advice to people, I forget that, uh, like, I'm a better storyteller. Yeah. I want to get, I want to f- try try storytelling. It's just, I haven't, I don't do it naturally. Like, even when someone, like, when someone, like, asked me what how my day went, it's very brief. I noticed that. Like, I'm naturally very brief. I give brief summaries. And then, like, I'll talk to my well, girlfriend. No, you're kind of a stalltoic, stoic. Yeah. My girlfriend would give me a 12-minute story. About two things and you've that got happened. About ten seconds. Ahead. Yeah, and I've like, <laughs> but she's like, she goes down to every detail, and she gets like, she pulls out everything, and then it's like this whole thing. She's like, "Did you listen to all that?" And I'm like, "I heard most of it, I think." Uh, I heard and then, your general <laughs> thesis. But that's, that's I, what I got. No matter what happens, like how crazy it is, like 
my car rolled seven times. Like I'm just gonna be like, yeah, my car rolled. I'm good though. I guess my whole story. Like I don't. I for whatever reason my you don't brain make a big deal about shit. my brain doesn't expand on those events. It's just like brief summary. Move on. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't it know. It happened. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's done. I kind of like that though. Like I I aspire to that because I come from an Italian family, so that's kind of like the same ideology that a lot of Italian families come from. Just like oh. Did you hit your face on the side of the corner of the coffee table? Neat. All the details I need. <laughs> Are you bleeding? No. Can you walk? Yeah. Shut up. So you that's like, pretty uh, much like that was my entire childhood. It's like <laughs> if you ate shit, can you walk? Yeah. Do you have Are a- you bleeding? No. <laughs> yeah. Walk that shit. Do you off. have relatives from Italy? Oh, not from Italy. Like, um, my grandmother was from Italy. Not from Italy, but her mother was from Italy. My Nona. And it was just, it's one of those things that is just like, I learned one thing about Italians. We always try to one-up the other person. We're yeah. constantly trying to one-up the other person. Because we're, we're trying to one-up the pain threshold. Hmm. Like, who can take the most pain? So it's like, oh, my cousin Nori can just jump out of a second street balcony and fucking hit the ground. Is he dead? No? That's impressive. Hardcore parkour. Hardcore parkour. <laughs> like, it was just one of those things. Like, and then I grew up in a ranching family as well. So I was like, and it's weird tangle of family. And so it was just like, if you were a pussy, like, I didn't really respect you. Mm-hmm. Like, and I still don't to this point. Like, if you're a lazy pussy, I can't, I can't do anything for you. Lazy pussy. That's a good name for a band. <laughs> Like a right lazy pussy, like a guy who can't get up off his ass and go work. Tyler Valentine and the lazy pussies. See, let's not have a nice thing to it. That's not bad. That's <laughs> not bad. That's not bad. I just googled Italian cowboy because I thought that'd be a cool name for it. You know, like. But it's just one of the things. Just like, like I grew up in a very hard-working family. And I grew up at Boys Ranch for a long time, and it was very hardworking. Like, you had to do work. And so, like, lazy people to me, I can't deal with lazy people. Like, I can forgive a thief. I can forgive a liar, but I cannot forgive a lazy person. I like that. Like, I... Like if you're lazy, you're are, you're automatically lazy. There's nothing that can be changed about you. Well, you that. can get unlazy. You can get some discipline in your life, hopefully. Oh yeah, I would I don't hope. Know. Do you that think there's a cutoff? Can do that. There's a cutoff. You think if you hit like 35 and you're lazy, you're just fucked for the rest of your life? <laughs> Dude, I think if you're 26 and you're lazy, like what the fuck are you doing in your life? Like, shut yeah, like fuck who, up. who are your parents? You like, know? get the like, fuck up. And- <laughs> Do some shit, man. Like, goddamn. No, I feel that. Like, how are you? How are you a functioning adult? But also, like, I don't understand like laziness. Yeah. That's that's the one, like, almost 
sloth-like attribute that the like a biblical reference, like sloth. Mm-hmm. Like I hate those people. I hate lazy people. They're fucking nil to me. Yeah. Like I don't understand how you just move through this world and not do anything. Yeah. It kills Absolutely. me. Like it that's the thing. Fucking kills me. I work three jobs a week. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot understand a human being. Who can just sit there and do nothing. I agree 100%. Like, I hear about, like, universal health care or, like, you know, all college should be free. And it's, like, maybe for, like, most people. But, like, do we need health care for the guy who weighs 600 pounds right now? Like, <laughs> I know that sounds rude. But also, stop eating cheeseburgers. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, like, dude, it's <laughs> never our fault that you're fucking bad about your health. No, I'm the same way. Everybody deserves healthcare. Are you sure? Have you met everyone? Have you met everyone? That guy has eaten like 20 McDoubles in a matter of a week. (laughs) Like, that guy should be sanctioned. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Like, if you smoked crack, you know, for 40 years, should you be getting the heart surgery or can we, like. uh, Can we just, like. Played you off. Let 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 it run out. <laughs> yeah, like you had fun. It's cool. You had a good forty years. You did. You had a good. You had a great forty-five. Suck some dick. You know. You got you got it done. You blew some dudes. You got some crack. It's Cross cool. some things off your bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> but I would think that like maybe you should slow traffic down just a little bit. Oh yeah. This Absolutely. is a great podcast. This is. I was really. just. I was just laughing because I was just. I had a guy on like three weeks ago and he was like making jokes about how we're going to get canceled. And just now I was like, if I'm going to get canceled, it's going to be this episode. <laughs> it's going to be definitely this episode. It's going to be the episode where I was like, don't help fat people. <laughs> or crackheads. <laughs> Maybe they should run faster and smoke harder. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. This is a great episode. You down for a break? Yeah, let's take a break. That sounds good. The cool thing about taking a break on here is like you don't even have to mention it because you just pause and you come back. So it doesn't sound like a break. It just sounds like the very next part of the conversation. Even better. Even better. Hey, by the way, uh, I'm going to go outside and smoke a cigarette. So you guys have fun. I'm a pretty bitch. You are pretty, dude. (laughs) Thanks, man. You didn't have to say that. That's fine. Italian cowboys, though. So, um, oh yeah, I was gonna ask about Boys Ranch because you have a couple crazy stories from Boys Ranch. Oh, Do you have dude. any? Uh, give me another one. Do you have any like you're thinking about writing? Oh, so we had this one where <laughs> uh, at Boys Ranch, we had at this point in time because they figured out we were sneaking out a lot to go to the girls' community. Um, they put like alarm systems on all of our windows and our doors and stuff. But they forgot the skylights. This is a real story. (laughs) How high were the roofs? So, uh, probably 15 feet up on the skylight. Okay. So, what we had to do is we had to go up there during the day when we had uh, alternate house parents that didn't know us by any means. But we were going on top of the house and we were unscrewing the fixtures on the skylights so we could pop over them and we did that one night 
And so, like, we all had girls we were going to go over to the girls' community and hang out with, you know. We were going to sneak in their house and shit like that. Mm-hmm. None of that happened. You know what happened? It was, like, a dude that was in our group got his nipple cut off by a rain gutter. Whoa! Like, go on the way down? On the way down. He's coming all the way down. He's wearing a fucking wife beater. By the way, this is like November. Mm-hmm. It's like the middle of November at Boys Ranch. So it's basically November. Wait, wait, wait. Can we talk about how you got off the roof? Oh, how how we got off the roof? Yeah. Let me tell you how we uh, finally got ourselves up onto the roof. <laughs> okay. So we took our desk, we took all of our side tables, and we stacked them on top of each other, and then we uh, climbed up top, and then we just kind of Spider-Maned our ass up there. (laughs) Well, the way we got caught was one of our buddies, Fernando, was wearing like Black Soul A1s. So you could see shoe marks up the skylight. So wow. That, that, that's how we got caught. But we had been doing that for like two months. We've been just sneaking out and going over to the girls' house. That's impressive. Yeah. You're like, like creative. You know, like when guys get in prison and they like find out how to make alarm clocks that are like potatoes? That's what you guys sound like, you know? Like, <laughs> because, you're, <laughs> because you're closed off in this tiny space, like, you be, your brain thinks of ways. Like, you're, you get more creative. So what happens is, <laughs> this night, we all sneak out. So we go, we didn't really, like, actually gauge the height of the sun, like, like the sunbeams coming in. So what happened was, is we go to room five, and we think their sunlight room thing that drops in the bottom of it was about the same size our was. It was not. It was about 15 feet longer. That's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> so me and the other dude that were, like, actually lifting and being physically active we had to have this 165 pound dude on the bottom of a fucking blanket and fucking we were sifting his ass up what yeah this doesn't sound like a real story (laughs) no this is a real fucking story we fucking sift this dude up we finally got him up all of us are on the roof we're like cool so we're going to the girls' community. That's hilarious. I like how you just casually go like you. That shit had to be heavy as fuck, right? Oh no, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like we were like, <sighs> dude, that would have <sighs> like pulling this motherfucker. My forearms would have been dead. <laughs> we pull this motherfucker out. We we'll finally get him up there. So we go over to the girls' community. Figured out that they did not do the same thing to their uh, son screen fixtures that we did so we couldn't get into their house damn so we had to walk back home Mm -hmm. so we're getting back home and we're you know getting everybody in the rooms and shit so we have to go to room five which is fat ass the one we had to pull up with the fucking blanket (laughs) (laughs) 
Wait, why did he have to be in the blanket again? Because the blanket was the only thing that had structural integrity to actually carry his dumb ass down. Because <laughs> the rope was not going to work. Oh, man. So we get him down there. All right. That we thought at that time that was the worst that was going to happen. So I had me, Isaac, and Fernando like right next to each other. And I'm like, all right, let's go back to our room. So we're walking across the roof very slowly. That must have been like a fun time, right? Oh, Did y'all yeah. sneak out a lot? Oh, yeah. That's got to be so exciting to be sneaking across your own roof. Especially when you know how to get around alarm systems and shit. So they never fun. like heard y'all? They were never oh, like, no, no, no. We got caught. I was going to say, they got to be like, this sounds story, like some, somebody's running across story, our roof, right? This story <laughs> goes on. So we get to our room. We get Isaac in there because he's the heaviest. And then I get in there because I'm the second heaviest. And then we, Fernando, is the least heaviest of all of us. So he starts, like, tethering down the fucking uh, blanket. Uh Dude drops. His feet hit the side of the damn sunscreen shit and drops. Oh, no. He drops. Not only does he drop, but he drops on two desks and a chair. Damn. When he comes down. This is coming back down to your Yeah, place. this is coming back down. He hits that shit. He fucking... I heard it crack, too. His back hits it, and it cracks. <laughs> and he flips over. My he goodness. flips over. Oh, dude, it's the worst shit that you could ever see. Because, like, like, watch a little Mexican kid, like, just <laughs> fall from the rafters. Like, like a pinata, some would say. And then just over. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what are we going to do now? <laughs> so we pick up, we pick up Fernando. Put him in his bed, and we already knew the house parents heard this shit. So they come running in, and Rondo literally has a <laughs> fucked up back. Damn, that sucks. He goes to wrestling the next day. Wait, so he acted like he was okay? Yeah. Damn, that's a like a champ. What a brave soldier! Shout Fernando out to Rona, fucking killer. Acted like a champ. Hope you're doing well right now. Next morning, he went to a workout for wrestling he went to the um the clinic we had a clinic there uh-huh. he had like three lumbars fucked up wow that sucks from fucking just falling down and hitting that shit that's a decent fall yeah i can that's like falling from this roof probably so our ceiling, 15, our so. ceilings were about this tall and then take a sunroof cut it off and then add another six feet to it. Yeah, that's a good. That's a very decent drop. Yeah, he <laughs> hit it hard, and he was halfway through. He was halfway down. Mm, okay. Sunroof. So he probably had like a good six foot fall. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hit that shit. Fuck all this shit. <laughs> Damn. Was it just like the loudest slam you've ever heard in your life? <laughs> It wasn't what what happened was this is what happened as soon as Fernando hit it he was like Hoo. and I was like oh he's gonna die <laughs> because like I'm in my bed like trying to curl up making sure that like I'm not gonna get in trouble no I didn't kill him Fernando's like just like 
like fucking Bane just break Batman's fucking back over him, like over the side of, of the uh, bed frame of this bed. So I got up and I picked Fernando off and I put him in the bed and I covered him up in the blankets, obviously. Yeah. I could hear the house parents coming. Yeah. So I covered him up in blankets, obviously, and they came in. And they were like, what's going on here? And then the, I told Fernando before I had laid him down, I was like, shut the fuck up. Don't say anything. <laughs> That's so, hilarious. So like, me, I don't care if you're going to die. You're going to die in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Ethan are on our beds. And uh, me and Ethan woke up like, oh, what's going on? What? What's up? Like, like we're just playing it off. You uh-huh. know? And like, oh, we heard a, a noise come from this room. Like, ah, oh, no, what not? Like, here's. We were asleep. What are you doing? I'm like, okay, go back to sleep. Whoa. They went late left? They left. Our Damn. house our house parents left. House parents, be more vigilant. No, they were really great. Actually our house parents were amazing. <laughs> but they found it out the next day. Cause like I said earlier, Fernando had worn black soled shoes. Mm-hmm. Just black soul shoes. Market. That's how we got caught. That's how we got caught. That sucks. That's how we got caught was the black soul shoes marks on the sunlight shit. No. That's a great story. You're a great storyteller, man. Yeah, yeah. it was it was fun. But it sucked. <laughs> That's hilarious. So what did he have to uh did he have to like be in any sort of like uh chair or anything? How do you even what do you do with a broken back? No, they his put a back cast wasn't on you? completely broken. He just fucked up some lumbars. And I don't know if most people know, but if you're a teenager, your bones meld back together pretty well. You're in, you're basically Wolverine. Yeah, as a child. yeah, you're kind of Wolverine. <laughs> like at, from the part of like 13 to 16, you're pretty much Wolverine. That's that bad. I'm gonna tell my 13 year old that. Like, hey, <laughs> don't worry, you're Wolverine. <laughs> so uh, no, he was fine. His back is fine. But what ended up happening was when they found out the shoe marks, our primary house parents came back on shift. I got pulled in the office, and I got like a three-hour dissertation. Wow. And like, like, just like, why do you make kids do this? Blah, 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 blah. Like, just ripping me. Like, I'm the worst person on the planet. Mm-hmm. And what I told him simply was, my bad. That's literally like a three-hour, like just a woman and a man just fucking ripping me down. And after three hours, this is all I told him. My bad. (laughs) Yeah. And then I got like three months of restriction. And restriction at Boys Ranch back in the day when... Boys Ranch wasn't a pansy-ass place. You weren't allowed to sneak out of the house? Oh, no. We snuck out of the house. <laughs> Under restrictions? We were smart. The only part is... is that Except when guys are... fall off the roof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to fall off the roof. <laughs> the problem is... Wait, so is... his nipple got cut right there, right? Oh, yes, yes. Okay, so the same night that Fernando had <laughs> fell through the fucking skylight... Uh, so Isaac was getting himself up back up onto the roof. And we had the rain gutter right there. 
he like slipped a little with his grip on his left hand, literally cut the tip of his fucking nipple off. Ooh, which is why it's off. You should rock climb. It was, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it was, it was fucking off. Do some pull-ups. You'll Do avoid that. You'll, you'll keep both your nipples. Could be ever, in a pansy. If like, you're ever climbing through like, a roof, fucking get some upper body strength. Damn. Damn it! I spilled water. Anyway, restriction. Let's talk about restriction time. Oh, restriction time, abortions. Like when I was there. Oh, dude, that was like a whole month thing. Like you got three pairs of clothes. You Whoa. got. Oh yeah, you got three pairs of clothes. That's already crazy. You got your hygiene stuff, and you got to take a shower. You went to school. You went to work, and you came home. That was it. Why three pairs of clothes? Because you had to go through three of them at least in three days. And guess what? We washed our own clothes. Mm, that's crazy. I didn't even thought about like clothing restrictions. Mm-hmm. We washed our own clothes. Do you feel like... Uh, I'm going to get like deeper on the subject now. Do you feel like uh, Boys Ranch is uh, a good overall? Like it's a positive? I think it did well for me. That's good. That's cool. Because I was very... Uh, angry and rambunctious mm-hmm. child yeah i can tell when you just said my bad <laughs> like i'm all over the place kind of you're just like they they yelled at you for three hours I'm like yeah my bad yeah my, i'm sorry i did it you're my right. bad yeah, <laughs> that was me good call but i was just that kid that was always angry and rambunctious and needed something to do mm-hmm. and so we did stupid shit and now at boys ranch these kids get cell phones are you fucking kidding me that is crazy do you understand that like when i was at uh i graduated 07 at boys ranch if you had a cell phone and you weren't a staff kid that was three months lockdown damn that's three pairs of clothes that's your hygiene Mm -hmm. shit and you get three books in your room that's it it's crazy now because it almost seems like we need cell phones you know like we've we've created Cell phones would be like almost like a piece of our body, because you could. Re- I used to be able to memorize numbers. I knew every fam- family member's number. And when I was a kid, yeah. Yeah, now I know like two six numbers. Six two six eight eight six two six eight eight seven seven. I know two numbers, and one of them is mine. So I might know like three, but still, like I don't. I don't know addresses. Like people used to have to like drive around and find stuff. Yeah, you know? no, we have we have Google. <laughs> I Google had to get places in my own town, which is crazy. Like, we're just, well, I mean, like not only that, but it's economically smart. Yeah, and we're just like we're losing our skills, basic skills. Like if something, oh, yeah. because if technology, yeah, like if technology goes down, we're not gonna know how to get anywhere. Oh yeah, no, ninety percent of the human population is. Fuck. We're not going to be able to reach most of our family members. You know what I mean? I'll tell you right now, if technology went down, if all electricity went down right now, I'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, some people would, but a lot of people... No, they'd be screwed. They'd be dead. They'd be done. That's crazy. They don't know how to hunt. They don't know how to exactly. fish. Exactly. Like, we don't have... They don't know how to make a fire. They don't know how to do that shit. It's like I saw these this video of these guys recording, like, a mountain lion or, like, a cougar. And it was just like laying down. And I guess they thought it was dead. There's a crowd of people somewhere in like Africa. I don't know where they were. They're, the guy was just like recording with his cell phone. And all of a sudden it jumped up. It got up and it grabbed him. And it pulled him down. And it started like clawing the shit out of him. And everybody else is running away. But it's just like we've 
like he's doing that to get to take a picture. So we've like become so dependent on these cell phones that we've become weaker people. Like you think like when we were running around with like spears and shit. Yeah. Any guy would ever just walked up to a sleeping cat and been like, oh, look. You no, know, like, like, oh, like, there's <laughs> a sleeping kitty. Let's try to pet it and make our house pet. It's like we're... If, no, that thing's going to fucking kill you. We're not evolving correctly, you know? Like, <laughs> at that point, are we still like the apex predator when we're fucking bending down taking pictures of jungle cats? <laughs> yeah, even though knowing those jungle cats are higher on the food chain than you are. Yeah, like, before this generation, would anybody have done that? You know what I mean? Like, no. Would anyone have been that stupid when we were living in, like, grass huts and running from fucking bears every day? You know what I mean? Like, it's insane. Like, we've... They don't want to do that. We're so comfortable that we're, like, the biggest pussies ever. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Dude, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Like, Americans are the biggest pussies ever. Yeah. Right it's... now. And, like, we're so worried about this, like, left and right bullshit. Yeah. And I'm like, hey... You do know that most of us are right in the middle, and we think you're both fucking crazy. Absolutely. But it's also like when you sit here and you like bitch and complain about America, and it's just like you live in the most privileged generation that's ever existed, and you're complaining about being in like probably the best place to live. Top five. Definitely. I would say Amarillo, like economically, yeah. Not a bad yeah. place to live. Just America in general. There's like, jobs. There's still... there's shit everywhere, and people are just like it sucks here. And you're just like, we haven't had to ha- we haven't had to go to a war. We haven't had like a bad. Everything's been great. Nobody's hit us. <laughs> Nobody's the, gonna hit the panhandle of for my whole Texas. My whole life, we've been fine. Yeah, you know? no, like, we've been pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, it's like I like, can't. Oh yeah, no, we've created like diabolical shit for yeah you we've guys. we've created turmoil everywhere else but like right now like but right now in emerald <laughs> texas now nah, we're solid bro everything's fine. fine gas we're is fine. 207 can you believe 207. that 207 two dollars and seven cents you know Son what of a bitch. in pasadena <laughs> california right now what like 346 yeah I, mean, I know in california it's got to be four or more it's probably similar to pasadena but pasadena is the lowest is it you know what it is in uh, L.A.? Pretty sure it's up to like 420 right now. That makes sense, man. Dude. California. That's fucking crazy. What's crazy is like... But but, but I... And like anybody listening to this that lives on like the, uh, the West Coast, just know is that like, yeah, we're paying lower dollars for our gas. But you guys don't have to drive near as fucking far as we have to. That's true. Like, but I don't know. LA traffic's got to be a bitch. Just well, then that's how they make the money, though. Yeah. It's like it's just you're just pumping gas, like sitting there in fucking traffic. I feel like it evens out, you know. Like if you have to drive. Like to if a- if we drove if if we drove from here to Pampa. Mm-hmm. It'd be like what hour. Hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, and they got to do that every day to work. That's gotta suck. Yeah, shit's gotta suck. <laughs> like the whole driving aspect of it is just ridiculous to me, and maybe it's just because I don't have a vehicle and I have to like bike everywhere a lot. Yeah, that's good for you. But 
the one thing that does frustrate me about people in Amarel is that, like, how are you such shitty drivers? Mm-hmm. That is annoying, man. Holy fucking shit. Dude, <laughs> Every people, time it snows, people, people are like, should I just fucking... Oh, my God. Should I just die today? I think I'm going to go out and die. <laughs> that seems an, like a good time to roll into a fucking semi. Every time. <laughs> and quote me on this, and anybody listening to this podcast can quote me on this. One inch of snow <laughs> drops in Amarillo, Texas. You would think that everything... <laughs> was like three feet under. That's 10 car wrecks. That's 10 car wrecks. That's in the first hour. Like, they all think the whole world is about to just frost over. Like, this is ragged rock. Like, we're done. And it fucking perplexes me how people in this town can drive in the middle of the summer with a tornado Mm -hmm. on a fucking road just adjacent from them. It's like, eh, it's yeah. bad. Yeah. But you get one inch of snow and you're just <laughs> fucking inept from have, any social concept. Have you seen that video of a guy mowing his lawn and there's a big ass tornado <laughs> behind him? <laughs> I love that, dude. Like, my first thought is always like, he probably lives close by. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nope, saw shit last week. It's cool. Like, there's probably people from Emerald. Like, is that, <laughs> is that David? That looks like David's house. Like, is, no, that- <laughs> is that David's house? Uh, I told him to put those shingles down. <laughs> it is great. We're like, so, I'm so like normalized to tornadoes. Like, people from like, Oh, dude, Other parts I, of the country are like, holy I, shit, a tornado? And I'm like, I mean, that shit, that was Wednesday, bro. That's <laughs> fine. Dude, I'm so into tornadoes, and I have been for a long time since I was a kid. And then my brother uh, storm chases and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so I'll go with him and watch that shit. But, dude, watching a tornado come down is just like, can't really equate it. It's just like watching something greater than yourself that has no control and nobody has control over it. Yeah. And it gets to drop down and just does the fucking thing. Yeah, like, and it's necessary. Nobody has control over it. Yeah. Nature doesn't have control over it. God doesn't have control over it. That's, you don't have control over it. That's it's nature just, just being like, hey, bitch. Just, <laughs> hey, you thought no, you thought you had your life together? Guess I, what? <laughs> I think it's a dick check. Yeah, for absolutely. Nature. It's a dick check for nature. Like, tornadoes <laughs> are a dick check for nature. Think you're hot shit, bitch? Every Hur- once in a while. Every once in a while, it comes back to hit you. Hurricanes are full-blown balls. That's yeah. what it is. It's like just nature be like throwing the balls in there. It's like you're getting too cocky. Here you go. Oh, oh <laughs> did you guys not forget that I can glass you the fuck over? That's a nice roof, Mr. Robinson. Be ashamed if I shit all over it. <laughs> oh, or I just ripped it off and threw it 300 miles that way. It's cool. Yeah, go fuck yourself, humanity, because I'm Mother Nature, and you can suck my balls. Bro, that should be the name of like a book. For climate change, you know. <laughs> Mother Nature, <laughs> suck my balls. <laughs> Hell yes. I think that would be a great book. It would just be, be like it would be like a very nice like book where like Mother Nature's coming up on crazy clouds and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, do you guys forget that you ruined my entire planet? Oh yeah, watch this. Hurricane Beach. Yeah. And they're just like <laughs> That's so crazy, man. Natural disasters. 
natural disasters. <laughs> those those be those be hitting us. No, it's, it's we're a, never gonna be able to like handle them. This is crazy. You saw like Australia, right? Are we ever gonna be advanced enough to avoid them? Like never. You know what I mean? Like it's that's just inevitable. I think the point of time is where humanity finds a way to actually harness Mother Nature. Yeah, maybe. It's going to be the time we harness the the same type of energy that we would use for interstellar space. I don't know if it'll ever be that good. I mean, I like to think... Not in our lifetime. Definitely not in our lifetime, but like even in the future, I feel like... If somebody could go to Mars in our lifetime, that would be dope. Yeah, but it doesn't that take years, you know? Uh, like, you, it's so many light years that it would take, like, time. It would take, like... It would take you... A couple years, right? Or something? Two and a half years. That's crazy to think about. Like, you have to... I, don't you lose all, your, like, your bone density and yeah, muscle but, mass? But what they're talking about in a lot of, like, of sci-fi shit, what they've done is uh, hyperbaric chambers. Mm-hmm. To where it has the same uh, gravity consistency mm-hmm. that you would have on Earth. You would basically just sleep in that for like two years. That's crazy. They they probably have some kinks in that, though. You think it's foolproof? Oh, def- <laughs> fuck, no. It ran out in 11 minutes, no, some fucks. Like, somebody's, <laughs> somebody's got like ball cancer or something out of that. Or imagine having a shit in space for two years. Dude, <laughs> imagine the shite. That one would have to drop after two years in space. Yeah. Imagine two years in space. Like, you would miss. Like, you'd be like, man, I wish I could be in prison right imagine, now. Like, I wish. Imagine. <laughs> wish I could be locked up with at least one other person. This shit sucks. And, like, I'm so shallow. Like, I give a fuck less about that. But what large of deuce would you drop after two years in fucking cryogenic shit? Yeah. You would drop a fat load. Mm-hmm. Like, I I hope that they pump that shit Absolutely. out in space. Hopefully. That's what the meteors are, you know? And they just break up. Those are just <laughs> astronaut dookies. They just drop them all off at once. Just, do you think so? Probably. I mean... I'm not a scientist, it's but... A, it's a... Yes. Vastness. But yes. There's a lot of space between us and Mars. I'm pretty sure we could drop some deuces out on the way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I'm just thinking, like, if you come out of, like, oh, yeah, we're on the, like, we're coming around the orbiter, or, yeah, we're coming around Mars, what the fuck would happen when you woke know. up out of that shit? I don't know. You'd be man. like, dude, I could take a massive shit, and I'm pretty sure, like, you guys better have, like, turbo-style space cars. I feel like you'd have to be, like, psycho. You'd probably like have like schizophrenia. I don't know. Like you'd have some sort of disability because you'd be like confined into a tiny space. Yeah. And like that's that's you don't even get to see the sun every day. I don't know how it works. I was just thinking that like because we have like this atmosphere. Yeah, and, like, and the further away we get from the sun, yeah, we're away from pretty much the thing that gives but, us life. But this shit protects us. Like we're like in this globe, and there's like stuff, the gases and everything that protect us from the sun. So when we pass those, does it not burn us? I don't know how it works. I need to understand space more, man. <laughs> okay, so wh- what they've said about space is that like interstellar travel, like say we ever got to 
Not light speed. Light speed's bullshit. But if we ever got to, like, even half the speed of Plaid. light. If we ever got half the speed of light, and we could travel like that, just know that you have multiple gamma radiations coming through your body. Like, we don't have anything on this earth that can protect away from gamma radiation. Really? No. Wow. Like, if you're going through space at that speed, understand that you're going through thousands of thousands on thousands and thousands of grams of solar radiation. Mm -hmm. There's nothing we've ever created that could stop that. That's what's crazy, too. Like, notice that. Like, if you ever went, like, like, people do this weird thing like hyperspace and shit that that's not real Mm -hmm. they because if you ever did that you would have to literally bend spot uh space time continuum Mm -hmm. around whatever you're in and then actually go from one floor to another floor of the universe yeah but if you're gonna go from one end to the other you're going through so much gamma radiation and so much solar radiation yeah. and all that shit. We don't have a suit. That we makes don't sense. Ha- we don't have anything right now on Earth that could even try to traverse that. Like Even if you went half the speed of light as an astronaut, you would melt into the sea. Like, our bodies are not physically capable to take it. We're barely physically capable to take 4Gs. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. And then you want to go half the speed of light? Mm-hmm. No. You would melt into the sea. You'd be nothing. Wow. That is crazy. I was just thinking that, like, the moon landing, you know? Like, did we even have the technology? Like, how fucking cold was the moon when we stepped off that bitch? Like, how do we keep stuff from, like, freezing Negative up? Negative 123 Celsius. Like, what the fuck are we putting in rockets to keep them from, like, freezing up, you know? I don't... I've never, looked like, looked into, like, how this shit works. Like, how did we shoot off of Earth? Go all the way to the moon land on the moon and then take off from the moon again like we already had the numbers to calculate like how hard it would be at this level of gravity to like shoot off you know like that's like so much shit to think about like and how do we not fuck that up (laughs) do you ever think that like maybe there's something on the moon that we found that we don't want to go back to that could be a thing yeah they made a couple movies about it apollo 19 or something is that what it was called I'm just saying, like, oh, 13? Out, out of the infinite vastness of the universe, if you think we're the only ones here, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that for sure. Know that. By the way, Andromeda, which is the galaxy right next to us, um, that galaxy predates us by 2.3 billion years. Wait, wait, wait. There's another galaxy next to us? That's what Andromeda is? Yeah, it's another galaxy. And how far is it? Uh, from us, I think it's like three trillion light years. That's crazy. Because I remember watching uh, Stephen Hawking, like before he died, he was talking about. So like, we're the Milky Way. Other universes with Earth-like planets. We're we're the Milky Way. Andromeda is right next to us. Mm-hmm. She's like what they call a hat-shaped galaxy, I believe. Like, if anybody's listening to this podcast, call me out if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure, like, it's a hat-shaped galaxy. I want to see if there's pictures of it. Oh, yeah. Images. 
That looks like the Milky Way. See, I don't know my galaxies that well. Isn't that crazy, though? Isn't that a trip? Like, how our but universe is like this big also notice that in a lot of these galaxies, circle. if you look in the middle, there's always this big, crazy light at the beginning of it. Yeah. That's like a billion suns being, like, manufactured into new suns. Really? Like, it's supermassive black holes is what basically creates galaxies. That's crazy to think the, about. The so, like, a black hole just opened up and it became a, a galaxy. A supermassive black hole. Wow. There's a difference. You can have a black hole all day, but a supermassive black hole is more when you have, like, stars that are, like, a hundred times the size of ours and have ten of them just implode at the same time. Yeah. Isn't oh. that a trip to think about? Like, there's this massive empty space. Look at this. Look, look how big this is. Yeah. Right here. And you can see all these lights and stuff on it. That looks cool. You know, we're a fucking grain of sand on an yeah. infinite beach. Isn't that terrifying? That's, no. It's actually, I love it. It's scary, but like it's amazing. It's like great. It's awesome. The, to, it's a mind fuck. It's to understand the immensity of the universe. Yeah. This giant mass of space that we'll never be able to explore. No. No, in our lifetime. Even if we can travel to Mars. We'll no, oh yeah. That's no. still a, a tiny fraction. That's a centimeter. No, we are we are a footnote. Yeah. If that. It's wild. And and like this is my thing about human beings is that we always feel super privileged on this planet. But you do understand that Homo erectus has only been around for 200,000 years. This Earth has been around for 3.2 billion years. We are a fucking footnote. We are dinosaurs compared to yeah. this planet. And that's the thing, too, is, like, we don't even know how old Earth is, you know? Like, we learn a little bit more every time. Because that used to be, like, 40 billion or 60 billion. And we've, like, slowly been getting down more. It's I've noticed point. that. It's, uh, yeah, so it's 4. down to... 2. It's got down to, like, the 4 or 3 area. It's a 4.2 billion, I think. But still, that's just, like... Correct me if I'm wrong. That looks like our scientists' like, most educated guess. You know what I mean? Like, that's just us doing our We're best. We're, like, carbon dating <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's but crazy. That's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's just ridiculous that humans don't understand, like... Like, we're one of... small we are. We're one of nine planets. And one solar system. That's trippy. And around... One star. And there's a and, and there's a tiny the rock. There's a tiny rock that protects us from meteorites. Uh, Saturn. <laughs> also the moon. But yeah, other other planets are like strategically placed in this beautiful look fashion. These, look at all these fucking stars. Look how like that. How beautiful the universe. Like how it's just like it's like a clock. We're like in a we're like a tiny piece in a big clock. Ooh, I've never thought of it that way. That's actually really good way to look at. That's it. the way. That's the way. Like the, all the planets like go and. It's just a clock. This perfect formation. But it's a universal clock on a celestial time. Yeah. Not only that, but celestial nature in itself is we, infinite. Almost. Maybe if we fly enough over it, we can see like how much time is left on the clock. And see, people <laughs> ask me a lot. 12 minutes. Me being, you know, like I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God or any gods at this point. But I do think that we are ignorant to a higher form of celestial nature. Mm -hmm. Like what the stars and what time does and shit like that. But I do not believe that there's like one actual omnipotent deity that 
presides over all creation. Well, that, that, it just seems ridiculous to me. That celestial being could be the, the deity. You see, it's what, a possibility. What, okay, so I say this. And anybody who's in this podcast, I give a shit less. I love you guys. But for anything, to me, God is gravity. Without gravity, our observable universe could not could not have been created without gravity. Gravity is the number one thing that brings everything together. Brings like everything re- down. The, the reason why you exist right now is because gravity exists. Mm-hmm. I think gravity is God. But gravity also is a heartless bitch and mm-hmm. gives no fuck about you either. But like carbon and like hydrogen, oxygen. Like on our planet. That yeah. have to be those that would have to be God too. No, I think gravity because those those elements couldn't stick together without gravity. Yeah, that's a good point. Nothing could stick together without gravity. I think gravity is God. I like that. I like I like your like in our in our universe, gravity is God. Yeah, like nothing. Like you couldn't have these. But you got to start a gravity cult. You, you you couldn't have these planets. <laughs> you couldn't have these stars. You can't have any of this without gravity. Yeah. Without the law of gravity, that is a real thing. I think gravity is God. So there's less God on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> no Nobody's God. Nobody's on the fucking moon. No God in space. No, I just think that gravity, I think uh, when I say gravity is God, I think it's super subjective. Yeah. It doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like whether you're a good person or not. Okay. Nobody gives a shit. I like that. I like that. Like gravity is gravity. Like you're going to fall to the ground. It's gravity. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, I think. Yeah, that's nature. That's that's how life works. I fully. If it hits you, it hits you. (laughs) <laughs> truly believe that gravity is God. Yeah. If anything is close to God, gravity is God. Because in our observable universe, gravity controls fucking everything. Nothing could exist without gravity. We yeah, couldn't I mean, exist. Yeah, I, can't, I can't argue that. We couldn't exist without gravity. Our planet couldn't exist without gravity. Our sun couldn't exist without gravity. Yeah. Gravity is God. Damn. You just dropped some knowledge on here. Kind of taken back because I just. I, <laughs> yeah, I was, I think was thinking about, about it because yeah, you're yeah, trying yeah. to like figure out because every everything gravitates around the sun. Everything. I've I've always overlooked that detail. But the sun like, is only stilled and composed by what? Gravity. Fucking. Gravity. Allegedly. Gravity. Gravity is God. Do you think our universe rotates? Like, does our universe evolve around something? No, our universe is expanding. So it's just staying in one space? No, it comes from one, and we're all expanding out. Hmm. So, so are, are we getting farther from the planets then? Yes. Oh. Our universe is not going to die in a ball of fire. It's going to die in a ball of ice. Like, everything's going to be so pushed out from each other that everything dies. Really, everything pushes further. Does the sun? So the sun just stays in the center the whole time, and we just get further away gradually. The sun is also rapidly expanding around Milky Way galaxy. Mm-hmm. So you got to think our sun, like with everything, like all of our planets, like having to go with the sun. Oh, so the sun is moving. 
it's not it's it's not linear. It's Hellenistic. Like everything's over the top. Like everything's going from one end to the other. But it's all taking its time around this one ball of gravity uh-huh. because it has so much mass. Mm-hmm. So all the planets follow it, and we're all right now. We're comfortable. Uh-huh. Like we're Earth at, is, Earth is comfortable. We're a small gang. We should expand our numbers. You know, yeah. we should fly to that galaxy and just start picking up bitches. Exactly. Right now, what I'm about to say is that we need to expand. Like we really have to. That's funny. Because as much as we're fucking this Earth up, and as quick as this shit's going. Mm-hmm. We got to find another fucking planet to colonize on. You sound like such a white man right now. Eh. Out here trying to colonize. Manifest destiny. <laughs> Plymouth Rock landed on us, bro. But, I mean, just like, look at this. Like, this massive shit that's going on in the universe. But yet, we are barely, we are a speck of dust in that yeah, shit. Yeah, absolutely. That and, just... like, guess what? If the Earth exploded right now. Nobody would notice. Nobody would give a shit. <laughs> Nobody would give a shit. Nobody yeah. in the universe would give two fucks. Yeah, that's good. That's humbling. Little piece of humble pie for the day. You know what that means? It means we need to fucking kick ourselves in the ass and get to some space colony shit. Yeah, we gotta start uh, procreating with aliens. Dude, we find aliens. Let's do it. So find an alien. Fuck I'm just it. saying. I'm just saying, we need to be like... Getting that alien's ass. Fucking just slapping alien cheeks, bro. Yep. Just fucking getting in there. We need a, we need a storm area 51. Like, you need a little bit of homo sapien in you, is what you need. We gotta get up in that area. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta get up in your area 51, bro. Areola 51, as yeah, they say. you draconian warlord, let's, let's <laughs> fucking do it. You, uh, what was that word for goblin earlier? <laughs> a troglodyte? <laughs> you can't. Get up in that troglodyte ass. You know what? We just got to get the troglodytia, like, you know. The troglodyte galaxy. (laughs) But, like, look at the vastness of all that is that shit. It's fucking crazy. And to think we're that special above any of that, like, we ain't shit. Yeah, that's wild. We ain't shit. That's crazy to think about. What's that bright ball that's right outside the galaxy? Is that, an, uh, is that, is that another sun? Oh. I didn't mean to do that. That's, oh, no, that's no a, right here. That's this, another galaxy. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, there's this bright ball in every picture. Yeah, that's the other galaxy. Nice. Why don't you go visit that one? This yeah, reminds me of Yeah, if Futurama. we could ever get out of our own, that would be dope. Bro, looking at these universes just makes me want to listen to Pink Floyd. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we are very small fish in an infinite pond. Yeah, wild. It's a trip, sir. All right, it's 825. We got to be up at left with at nine, right? Yeah. Okay, you I'm going to put a quick set together. Um, we'll go ahead and sign off. I'm going to ask you, I'm gonna ask you a few wrap-up questions, though. Are you ready? Hard words. All right, that can be as fast as long as you want them to be. Um, I think I asked you last time, but we didn't get to record it last time. So what is your definition of success? My definition of success would be if you make yourself happy, and at the end of the day when you go to bed, you're not stressed out. It's a good answer. I concur. Not stressed out. If you can make everyone in the world do something for 30 days, um, they all had to do it. 
regardless of what it is, good or bad, what would you make them do? I would make everybody in the world smoke weed for 30 days. Nice. Yeah, a lot of, uh, not a lot of people getting to work on time, but might be a better person for it. A lot less wars. <laughs> Definitely no wars. No one's ever like hit a bong and been like, oh, yeah, I need nobody's to go ever shoot. hit a bong and been like, oh, you know what? I should go fuck this country over. <laughs> like most people are like, let's hit a bong and hit this falafel because that shit looks yeah, good. falafel. Did I learn that word from Anchorman? Is <laughs> the deleted scene where Brick was eating a falafel out of the trash? Oh, shout out falafel. I don't think I've ever even had one. You never had a falafel? I, what is a falafel? Oh, Lord, I need to make a falafel. It's like it's just like a sandwich and pita bread. Mm, I might have. It's kind of dope with Greek yogurt. It's pretty dope. Oh, that sounds amazing. I, I want one now. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's fun. Next question. If you had a time machine, you could go to any point in your life, uh, past or future, where would you go? And what would you tell yourself? I would go to 20-year-old 20, 20 me. And I would tell a 20-year-old me, grow the fuck up, stop being an asshole, and get your shit together. That's pretty much it. 20-year-old? 20 year, 20 20, yeah. I'm 30 now, but 20-year-old hey. me, I would, I would definitely go back and be like, hey, fuckface, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. But outside of that, I'm going to tell you all the shit you're going to do that you shouldn't do, so let's just do right stuff that'd be great advice do you think he would listen to you if i punched me in the mouth yeah, yeah. Oh, okay so 20 year old you wouldn't be like fuck this guy yeah 20 year old me if i punched 20 year old me in the mouth he'd drop <laughs> please like i dropped that kid like a motherfucker <laughs> that's funny but I like that no i'd hit him mm-hmm. and then he would get back i'd let him back up mm-hmm. i'd give him a bag of doritos and a bottle of wine and be like all right listen we gotta talk about some shit a, don't do any of the shit I'm about to tell you that I've done. And hopefully I will be in a better place. Nice. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, we already kind of discussed this topic, talking about space and the universe. But what do you think happens when you die? What do I think happens when we die? I would say... I would say probably nothing happens. I'm not even going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe that like once we're done, we're done. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they're like, maybe our soul is a real thing and that goes into a different place. But for me as a foreseeable universe and the observable universe that I've witnessed, I think once you're done, you're done. Mm. Like, just like call it a fucking day. Like you're out. And I think that's the thing about, people clinging on to ideologies and shit Mm -hmm. is because they cannot comprehend the idea of non-existence. Yeah, it's hard to comprehend. Like, not existing is mind-numbingly crazy. It's not an easy concept to grasp at all. To the human psyche. And it's because, and I think that's why religion took such a stronghold for Mm -hmm. a long time. Yeah. is because people do not fucking want to not be around yeah and it's scary to think that you don't know you know yeah and i think like even with me being an atheist like 
And it sounds shitty, but it's just like, dude, once it's over, it's fucking over. Like, yeah. I mean, death is one of those things we've never been able to like confirm or I avoid think, or understand. And I think people who are more afraid of death or like their idea after death and they harp on that crap, mm-hmm. it seems very uh, whiny to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you died. Yeah. Neat. It could tear you up inside, you, though. It could. You got some of that Catholic guilt. <laughs> I mean, you died. Get got some of that it. Jewish guilt in you. Get your shit. Like, like somebody died. It sucks. I get it. Mourn them for like a couple days, and then after that, get back to your shit. Because guess what? They're a particle of fucking dust in the rest of the damn universe. And guess what? The universe doesn't give a fuck about you. So why the fuck? Dun dun. Would you? get so sad about somebody actually leaving this mortal coil because it's exhausting as humans like i'm a human i'm a 30 year old human i've been on this planet for 30 fucking years and it's exhausting you think that i'm gonna mourn somebody that gets to get rid of taxes and shit like no dude fucking get in there we're drinking yeah oh that that was a funny take i like that yeah I'm over the human experience. What did you call? Did you, you call the universe a coil? The the mortal coil. Yeah, that was, oh. that was beautiful. Uh, what word am I looking for? Wording. <laughs> <laughs> there was another word I, I couldn't think of it. We're gonna go with wording. wording. Wonderful vocabulary on the man. What are you thinking? All right, one last question. All right. Can you remember a time you laughed the hardest? Mm-hmm. I'm going to laugh the hardest. I can. And it's going to be the worst time I've ever heard. Like, all right. So my dog tried to backflip off my bed one day to try to catch something. And he ate shit so fucking hard that he knocked himself out. And it was the funniest shit I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Like this little Yorkie doing a backflip. Like a double gainer. Oh, my God. <laughs> and face first, <laughs> out. Like, he's done. Why would he do that? I, because he was trying to catch the toy. I think he's suicidal. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely <laughs> doesn't give a fuck about life. <laughs> so, double backflip from the puppy, goes face first in the fucking floor, knocks himself out. Funniest shit I've seen in so long because when he hit himself, he slid across the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, it's like somebody like scooted him across the floor. He's like, damn. <laughs> I laugh so hard. And like, as a really bad dog owner, if anybody's listening to this, I'm a really bad dog owner. No, that slide is funny. But that shit was funny shit, and I had to watch it in all of its entirety. No. That's a good, I kind of like want to see a video of that, as mean as it sounds. Because <laughs> that shit had to hurt. But, uh, he, oh, yeah. No, dude. But it's he definitely funny. He knocked himself out. It was the funniest shit ever. <laughs> probably lost a, a little bit of brain function. But uh, hey. Yeah, he probably... Uh, well, I definitely know he knows he, he can't turn left very well anymore. So He turned into Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an ambi-turner. <laughs> Can't turn left. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we are signing off. Any last things you want to say to the world? Uh, 
Oh, last thing to say to the world. Hey, guys, I know, dude, shit out there sucks. Shit's, shit's going to suck. But guess what? You know what you can do? I don't know. Wake up in the morning, work your ass off, and make something better. But that being said, all that shit sucks. So just wake up in the morning and not be a dick. That's all I ask. Just wake up in the morning. Don't be a dick. You see that dick on the street. You see that dick in the deli. You see that dick at Chick-fil-A. Who gives a shit? Just don't be that dick. Be a good person and make sure that, like, I don't know, we're all on this fucking stupid blue rock around dumbass sun. Just be nice to each other. That was a beautiful sign-off. Do you have a uh, a favorite song right now or a, a, a good song to play at the end of the podcast? Ooh, a good song. Uh... Yeah, let's do Funeral by Band of Horses. Oh, it's a great song. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Have a good night or day or afternoon. Hey, you guys did a good job. Thanks for listening.